Welcome to the Chasing Ebenezer Show. This is a show where we talk about stuff, play you some music, and encourage you to be creative. This season, we are exploring the art of being human. We want to say thank you to our patrons who support us each month. If you want to know more about that, visit us on patreon.com backslash Chasing Ebenezer. For more information about our musical endeavors, visit ChasingEbenezer.com. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, it's nice to be back talking about being human. Yes, it is. And I'm Heidi. This is Benjamin. Two imperfect humans. Yes. But we're giving it our all, aren't we? We're giving it our all. (laughs) We're sitting in chairs today, and we're going to do our best to not squeak the chairs. You told me I have to. Well, I know I, I I'm catching myself. I'm like squeak. I'm going to sit as still as possible, just trying something new. You know, it's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> well, okay then. Um, thank you to our patrons who help support us. Yeah. You got a new music item because you didn't. You don't have enough instruments. So <laughs> where did I put it? Oh, I don't know. Is. We'll find it. Um, It's over there. Um, And we also, I think we might have mentioned we're slowly starting a conversation about a full album starting next year. But we want to do it. Um, We really do. And we want to really be intentional about the whole whole project. So we're just barely talking about it. But we want you to know that we are wanting to put out more music for you. Yes. Thank you. Big time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So... What are you excited about this week? Well, can you hold my tea, please? Gladly. (laughs) I'm excited about Brussels sprout stocks. Where did you get that? (laughs) Um, the store. Have you? I missed this. You didn't see it. I did not notice. I I didn't notice it till it was sitting on our. Oh, and I was like, it blended. And I didn't even take time to really critically think about what it was. It is. It's a Brussels sprout stock. You know, I don't actually know. I'm so bad at gardening and produce. I actually don't know when they're in season and when they're not. But I think I saw it at a grocery outlet. And to me, Brussels sprouts look like an alien. They do. Like it's something you could find on an alien planet. Um. A lot of us, when we eat them, we, we, you know, they're taking off the stock and they're just in a bag or whatever. But I just love the way they that look is on really, the I've stock. Never, I've never seen this before. Well, there you go. It looks really it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And shout out to Brussels sprouts. I, <laughs> you know, I have a complicated relationship with vegetables, but I love Brussels sprouts. It depends how you cook them. I mean, well, I mean. how I've eaten them. Yeah. I've liked them. Okay. And the other thing I'm excited about is. Pick it up here. Um, is painting globes. This was my first one because I was doing a test on it. Uh, for I wanted to test one out first before um, the specific one I was asked to do it. it. Looks so good. Thank you. And so I'm just really excited. It's it's just fun to paint something different. Sorry if you're listening to the audio. You have you can't see what I'm doing. But, Y'all are missing out. Go to um, our YouTube or Facebook page. <laughs> but it's just kind of a fun thing to. Do something different. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it looks really, really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. What are you excited about? I'll take my tea back. Well, please. we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to grab my little machine over there and show it to you. Okay. So it'll be a fraction of a second for you. It might be more than that for us. So <laughs> hold on. So 
that was a really long break. I bought myself a kick pad. Now this looks like just another guitar pedal, but uh, it's basically, I can have a kick drum without having to bring an actual kick drum. It's super nice. Uh, some people call it a stomp. Some people stomp call box. it a stomp box. Um, Roland apparently calls it an SPD one. I don't know what the if there's others. Uh, kick. Um, they have all kinds of really cool stuff. But uh, I have like twenty two different things I can put in here. Very cool. I can. I won't geek out, but so much. I know. But um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, you you may or may not hear it in one of our recordings sometime soon. But when we play as a duo. And we're missing our drummer, who, by the way, got married this weekend. Congratulations, Congratulations, Ryan, Ryan and Christine. <laughs> it was a super fun wedding. Um, but when he's not playing with us, or Brian, have a, or, or, Brian or hand drummer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when they're not present, we'd like to have down. some new options. So very cool. And thanks to our Patreon people yes. again for helping us, helping us do this. It it really, it, yeah, it does a lot. We're, um, we got booked for a Christmas, not a Christmas Eve, a New Year's Eve show. So if you are going to be anywhere in the area, we do. We have a great opportunity for New Year's Eve. December 31st, we're going to be at a place called Clover Lane. It's in Hawkinson slash Brush Prairie area. It's not that far from Portland. No, but it's, it a is super, it's a super cool venue. I uh, met the owners. They're super sweet people. And we're, just, we're excited. There's a magician that's going to be there, we found out. And our full band's going to play. And they'll be in it. A couple of us and another band are going to play. So make plans if you we don't have anything. Band. We think. We think. It's still in process, but we are definitely playing okay. on the 31st. So, but come out. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I'm excited about. Humanity. I felt. Uh, can I go back really quick, though? That also is my 40th birthday. Oh, you didn't even acknowledge that that was my but birthday. I okay knowing what birthday it is. <laughs> I am choosing I'm trying to be. To I'm be choosing. I'm choosing to be excited. My wife turns forty on December thirty first. Birthday. So I'm choosing. Yes, I'm honest about my age, and I'm so. You could give me the gift of your presence for yes. my fortieth birthday. Yes, so. this, this show is. I don't not, usually talk about it. It's not dedicated birthday, to so. 2022 and hopes that everything is fixed in 2022 because we had that hope for 2021 and here <laughs> we are. But this is dedicated to Heidi turning Oh, thank 40. you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Best year ever. Best year ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Our humanity. humanity. Oh, how you felt it? Yeah. How did I feel my humanity? Um. Okay. So going back to Ryan's wedding, I felt my humanity in having to wear a tuxedo. Okay. I wear jeans, I wear t-shirts, I live in the Northwest primarily because I like to dress comfortably. <laughs> I mean, it's true, that's why. And so when I put on those suits, and the thing that I don't like the most, I hate tucking in my shirts. I hate tucking in my shirts. These are problems, and this all goes back to my own body shame issues and all that. Man, it's like when I put on clothes like that, all of a sudden I feel like I notice every body part I have. And so I felt very vulnerable at that wedding. You looked very nice. Which is very kind of you to say. So that was me. You did. You looked nice. I'm not just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I want best year ever. I hope to wear more clothes like that. Oh, okay. So, okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So how did you experience your humanity? Well, you brought it up. We we danced. We did. And so I was very excited to it was enjoy super fun. that aspect of being a human. It was really fun. 
you did a really good job. I you, you did know, great. I feel like I did good. You did. You I did. did. I'm getting over my own inhibitions, and because I feel so comfortable hugging you, and I feel safe with you, <laughs> slow dancing almost feels like taking a nap standing up. There you go. In a good way, not like in the way of like you bore me, but in a good way. You just feel at peace. I feel at peace, and <laughs> as we've said on this show. Peace is very important to me. It's very important to you. Oh, so yeah, that that's fun. And then I just find myself dancing now. Like once I get going, I go she, somewhere. She and has dance, been dancing I'm at ever home since, and I'm just dancing around the house, and it's yeah. fun. I don't know if I've caught you dancing. Well, actually, I have a very specific image in my mind of you dancing while brushing your teeth. Oh, sure, of it's course. It's possible. You do of a course. lot of things while brushing your I teeth. I do, I do. So, it, 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 it's entertaining. I rarely stay in the bathroom when nope. I brush my teeth. She so. does not. <laughs> and it's one of the many things I love about you. Why, thank you. So, this week, uh, our topic of humanity is, we're going to talk about winning or success. Next week, we're going to talk about losing and failure. So they kind of go together, but we thought we'd Kind focus. of a good news, bad news thing. So we're going to start <laughs> with the good news I am both a winner first. and a loser in life. So, you know, Same. we all have to Same win. We me. all have to lose. Uh, and so we figured we'd separate them into two weeks. Winning this week. All right. So let's... Here we go. <laughs> let's go win. <laughs> so... With winning or success, what is something you remember either winning or achieving that you feel really proud of? I have several. Several, okay. Several. All righty. I might have mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago, but when I was maybe like eight or nine, I won a pumpkin carving contest and I won a 10-speed bike. Boom. Boom. So let's face (laughs) it, my mother probably did (laughs) I mean, she did so much of the helping. It's not like I let her do it, though. I was involved. So I did. I, I love even how now you have this moral <laughs> dilemma. I do. I do. This honesty uh, thing. I do. I always <laughs> want to be so honest. So anyway, I won that. And then I won a Rockadoodle coloring contest at Dairy Queen. Rockadoodle mm-hmm. was a cartoon that I, you know, came out when I was like maybe elementary school, junior high. And I won the full movie figurines, all the little figurines. So... Boom. Boom. Um, oh, and I was really proud. I wanted to win, but I didn't win, but I was runner-up for um, a short story I wrote in a writing contest. Oh, was the it funeral the funeral uh, arranger? Yes, that was actually really, really, really good. Thank you, thank you, thank I you. Yeah, so I've won a few things. Next week, I'm going to talk about some losses. <laughs> So we'll save the It'll be a longer episode for us. You'll be crying and sobbing. (laughs) Okay. How about you? Uh, I won. uh, I remember one of the first things I won was a poster contest. You like drew a poster? I drew a poster. Now, I was really into um, a show called McGee and Me. Uh Uh-huh. I remember that Uh, show. And anybody who, you know, grew up in a Christian home (laughs) in in the 80s and 90s probably knows about this. (laughs) And so there was a show about I liked it a uh, lot. there was a show about posters, and so I because he, he would like make yeah he would make the kid was an artist the kid was an and artist he was is it, was his friend that came to life his illustration or whatever yeah. yeah and so uh, there was a whole show about a poster contest between oh, another guy okay, okay. and I drew that exact poster so you played I didn't even I'm know joking, what that was I'm joking. but yes I I won. Um, <laughs> well, for that. I, and, you're a forger is what you're yeah 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 basically I mean I was. 
nine or ten. I'm just teasing. But um, so I, I won that. And then uh, my senior year in high school, I think, uh, our youth group did this. Um, it was a I, I forgot. It was some kind of competition, ministry competition, which to me now just seems strange. I won first place for preaching. Oh, wow. Um, I think I was the only one with original song. Uh, but I won like all these things for like song, group song and, okay. and that. And so, yeah, but I am not by nature a competitive person at all. No, you are um, not. But there's another victory I had um, that took place in a kitchen a few years ago. And that was a victory I found in Monopoly. I think this should be in the loss episode, but you well, insisted, you can tell your side you insisted of the story. it was a win topic. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Because I don't play games to win. I don't play video. That's true. I, you just care about making people laugh. I care That's about making goal. people laugh. I care about enjoying and having fun. I, I, when I play games like Halo, then I kind of want to win a little bit more, but it's not like life or death to me. Um, so we were playing Monopoly, and I just was just dying all around. I was winning. winning. I was winning from almost the I whole game. I found like some like slummy area that I bought a hotel in, and she landed on it, and it was the exact amount of money she had left. And I won. You wiped me out at the very end of the game. Like after I'd been winning for yeah. an hour or two. And I'm not going to lie. It felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. So, you know, I, I, but. but I was not happy and I acted like a total brat. And I admit that total brat because I start to I started to feel like it was my actual money. Mm-hmm. And then that you were taking all my money away and impoverishing me. She does think that Monopoly is real money. Can anyone else relate to that? I See, don't. I have not played Monopoly I, I since. Less. It's been like, it's been years, at least 10 years. I have not played Monopoly since. So I I'm know. glad that your win was so meaningful to you. It was so meaningful. <laughs> oh, goodness. I know. I know. So when, you're th- when we're thinking about winning or success, that's a huge part of our especially our American culture. Oh yeah. So many competitions and I mean, winning is very important to us in this society. Yeah. I think some of that might be because of the fact that we are an individualized culture. You know, it's all about, I mean, we, we, we love team sport. Well, some people, not me, love team <laughs> sports. Uh, and so there's that, but I, I think that we're, we're very individualistic. We're very tribal. And so there's a, that we like to make ourselves stand out. And by being really great at something, that is a way to stand out. And I don't think that's wrong necessarily. I mean, what do you think? Um, I think that it's very complicated. Yeah. I think that it's. Yeah, winning and success. There's like this really healthy, healthy balance. Um, I think when it becomes your identity. Right. And that you can't be happy if you're not winning or succeeding or what you perceive as a success. I mean, that's an area I struggle with. If I don't feel like I'm succeeding, then I get so discouraged. Um, That's, you know, I I play the violin. And so a a lot of violin uh, players, I think, there's so much precision that you have to have with that instrument. So I don't know if people like me tend to be attracted to that kind of instrument where there's perfection is just so 
um, required for not to sound like a dying animal. Um, <laughs> so when you think about um, what a win is, that's, I think, really what we're wanting to look at with our humanity. Hmm. We tend to think about winning as competition and contest and success. But I don't know that we view yeah. what wins really are. Yeah. And I also don't think that we realize that another person's win doesn't necessarily mean it's a loss. It doesn't mean that we are failures. So I know there's a couple ideas there, but I know especially as artists, uh, I know writers feel this way, musicians. Um, let's say that some, say you've been writing, you're trying to get published or you're trying and say a writing person, friend or or acquaintance you know gets published first, or let's say someone's song gets on the radio or you get a record deal and then you don't, it can be really hard to, um, you have to be mindful of their win mm -hmm. is a benefit to you too, that another person's yeah. win, that doesn't mean that you've lost and it's a joyful thing. So I think we have a hard time celebrating each other's wins if we're not winning ourselves. Well, and that might be a really important question that to ask is like, what do you personally consider a win? You know? Right. Because what you consider a win, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this that doesn't sound judgy because I don't <laughs> intend it to, but it says a lot about what you value. It, it, it just, it just right. does. I mean, so like what I consider a win is a, large percentage of people liking what I do. And sometimes I associate that with finances. Those are wins for me. Like if, like yesterday, Portland radio project tagged us in a post, you know, because they were playing some of our music. I felt really great about that. It was like, Oh good. That little endorphin, <laughs> that winning endorphin release happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing, but I'll ask, what do you, what do you consider winning? For you. Well, that's a great, well, that's a great question. I wrote a poem, I think, last year. Uh, I think about that. Um, I obviously, as an artist, struggle. Not, yes. you know, I with all of this in, in being what I perceive as successful. So, but if I'm not loving what I'm doing, then that's a loss. If I'm so focused on trying to make money and trying to have people like it or trying to be, um, you know, moving up the career ladder, but I don't uh, any longer love what I'm doing and I'm not enjoying it, then I've also lost. That's so a really good so point. that's the thing is every, that's why this winning losing thing can kind of go together that just because you've won doesn't mean you have. If it's affecting your family in a negative way or if it's affecting your sense of, being loved, then is it really a win? And I think there's a big difference. That's a great point. And I think there's a big difference between winning to take your place among people, among a community versus to stand above a community. Oh, does that make sense? Sure. You know, cause I mean, yeah. some people really love singing contests and competitions not your favorite. Not my favorite, even in the least. <laughs> and I respect it. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. But I think that like there's this desire to be the best. And I just want to be, I want to just be honest with what I make. 
and, and, and there's a level of excellence involved in that, of course, but you know, yeah. So I, so I think there's that, I think for you to ask yourself the question of what do you consider winning? And is that a goal that you've set yourself or is that a goal that you're setting because you're comparing yourself to other people? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough one. So I know for me, when I think about success, achieving and winning, I kind of like freeze. It, it does not motivate me very well. Does it motivate you? No, <laughs> not, not, not really. Not really. No. A little bit, but a lot of it is fear and I got to get this right. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? Darkness. Darkness. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think for me, it really plays out in this insecurity because I'm not competitive. You know, I, I just am not. I, I didn't tend to win at sports. I remember one year of sixth grade and middle school is hard. Let me just tell you that. I played an interim basketball league and I never made a shot. Oh. And so I think inside me, there's this sense of, yeah, you don't, you, you don't, you're not going to win. Now, musically, I feel a little bit more, you know, when I book for a gig or something like that, I feel confident that I'm going to get it. I don't feel like oh, it's probably going to happen. I usually am surprised when it doesn't happen, but I know that that insecurity comes from that place of, I don't really think that I can be successful. So that's where it stems from for me. Yeah. Yeah, so, and a lot of these questions might be really good things to journal about. Sure. You know, what's your perspective on winning, on when do you feel successful, when do you not? And I think anytime it's attached to your worth and your value, that's where it's it's not healthy. Yeah, it's becoming unhealthy. I agree. Because it's important to, it is good to be confident about what you do. Totally. I know that when I'm not feeling confident, that's when I perform, I don't, I don't perform as well. So it's important to be confident in it. If you've, if you've re- practiced or studied, you know, if you, if you've done your best to prepare, then there you go. You can only do your best. And some days we, we do great. Sometimes we don't. Exactly. So. Exactly. Like when we play shows, it's really funny. Cause I, I I've observed this is like when we have a really good show and then we have another one the next day, I'm kind of like, I'm starting to get superstitious because I notice like the one the next day is kind of like, it's not bad. And <laughs> most people don't notice, but I know like it won't feel as magic. Like you're in the pocket. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when I have a bad show and then I go into another one, I'm like, I feel like, Oh, we got this. It's, it's so yeah, strange. Yeah. It's so strange. So how can, what does a healthy view of success look like and how can that fuel creativity? Uh, why don't you tell us? Why don't I tell us? (laughs) This is just my opinion. I think that six, you can either be two extremes when it comes to your art. Okay. There's the perfectionist. Um, he's pointing at me if you're just listening and not watching. There's the perfectionist who overanalyzes every single detail. Yeah, exactly. Gets it all right, and then it never gets comes out or it never gets finished. I'm not saying oh. that necessarily about you, but uh, Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay. Completing projects is Completing very hard. Completing projects. <laughs> and then you have the good enough. 
I'm pointing at myself, <clears throat> who thinks enough. that it's the the raw idea in its purity, <laughs> in its original form, is as God intended it. Okay. And so, you know, it, it's still that that idea of it's good as it is plays out. But to recognize that, wow, the need to for excellence is important. Well, not every song is meant to be played in public. Not every drawing is meant to be shown. And that's really hard. So for me, it's hard truthfully. to. It, yeah. 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 Sometimes it was just in that moment. Yep. It was it was. It was for you. For, it was yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, now that that's been put out Expressed. there, we can move on to something else. And that's okay. And that's okay. But I do I do think that as artists, we have a call to put out the best work we can that best represents who we are. But not to the but the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to be authentic. And to have it represent your skill level at that time. Well, I think that's why demos, you know, a lot of our patrons, $5 or up, get a monthly demo from us every month. And I have to keep reminding Ben, it's a demo. It's a sample of something we're working on, but it's not a full polished because i I will treat it like i'm recording an album i'm like okay it's a demo for a reason um and that's what sometimes i'll do with some of my paintings or i'll draw a little sketch of what i think the painting is going to be really quickly it's meant to be like okay what i'm hoping to do so sometimes things evolve sometimes it's like you know what i keep like a list of paintings i want to make Mm-hmm. And there's no way I'm going to complete all of them. No. The the books and the, there's no way I'm going to complete all of them in this lifetime. So not everything is going to realize. And so you want to kind of sift. Yeah. Sift and filter. And sometimes you have to throw away things. And it's, <laughs> well, and sometimes, and I found this out when we recorded uh, Outcasts and Refugees, our song, The Water, um, is actually a, a fusing of two songs. I had written another song oh, really? that be, the beginning part of that song oh, okay. was intended for a completely different oh, song. I didn't know that. Okay. And so when we, Jeff Hoover, who produced the album, uh, it was really cool because he, he gave us so much good coaching and he really helped with editing and arranging and made me realize, Oh, I need to think a little bit more deeper about this than what I originally had thought. Uh, he definitely um, helped kind of, help me think in that way. And so it, it's a mashup of two oh, songs. I didn't know that. Okay. So sometimes you might write a song uh-huh. and there might be some of it that Part gets of used. It, yeah. And it, it might be the thing that is the missing piece to another song that you wrote. And yeah. So, so that doesn't mean you fail. Right. Just because something didn't work or you had to. So I think we just need to view that differently. Yeah. And I think that one, a really helpful thing in determining how success can fuel your creativity is to ask yourself, you know, what, what does success look like for you? Because for people who are professional musicians, success looks one way for people who just enjoy music and it might look completely different for you. So just know what that is and know that it doesn't have to look like what somebody else's definition of success is. That's good. Yeah. So I want to go back to something that we brought up earlier, which was 
that idea of celebrating other people's successes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I had first started thinking about some of those, that idea, um, the writing excuses podcast. And if you're it's not a, a great, even if you're not a writer, um, some of, it's still great to listen to because I think it's helpful for so many areas of creativity. Brandon Sanderson is kind of the lead podcaster who helped finish the wheel of time series, um, for Robert Jordan. Yeah. Um, and so they had talked about when one of the, the panelists who, who does the show, uh, when one of them gets the writing deal first. And so I'm so grateful for years ago hearing that from them because it is such a temptation when, you know, we've been waiting to buy a home. We've been trying to buy a home for so long. long, And it feels like every time we think we're going to be able to buy a house, no. So when someone else is able to buy a home, that temptation to feel envied, to feel shame, frustrated, so I'm really grateful for years ago listening to them. So that way, once I remind myself, hey, if someone else got this painting featured on this thing, that's amazing for them and to celebrate them and to actually seek out other people who do the same thing that you do because they're going to be the ones to help you. You help them. Mm-hmm. And so it is really important to be other people's wins we're all people and we're all connected in humanity so when we are like well that's their win and that's it's a fine balance it's a fine Mm -hmm. balance of being disappointed if you don't win or if you're struggling but yet celebrating them we tend to celebrate our own our own stuff but we don't tend to celebrate other people as (laughs) well and so, so i guess a good word for that would be um, it, one, it's a shift because we have to view ourselves as a community of humans versus individuals trying to be amazing. <laughs> That's a shift. But then think about the community that you find yourself in, the people that you're more prone to get jealous of. <laughs> what would it look like for you to become a celebrant, someone who celebrates them and facilitates celebration for them over their successes and an apprentice to them? Like a student of people who are a little more further along than you. Not a stalker. Not a stalker. <laughs> don't 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 be like looking over their shoulder. You know? But but that I think that's a mind that is that is a brain shift. Yeah. That needs to yeah. take place, and I and I need to do that. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So some art prompts for you. I've mentioned journaling, and as always, there's always a corresponding journaling worksheet that goes with each episode, and those are free on Patreon on our page. So uh, feel free to print those out every week. Every episode. Um, so you could journal about that. Maybe watch a movie or a TV show that has to do with, with winning and losing. Um, Ted Lasso. I've, I've seen, I've seen, part, I don't think, I don't know if I finished the first season yet, but no, oh my good. goodness. Oh my and goodness. And I don't really particularly like sports shows and I love and you, that show. Yeah, exactly. So Ted Lasso, um, uh, Chariots of Fire is a great older movie. So pick a movie and watch it. Maybe um, create something that would symbolize what winning for you would be, whether it's a painting, a collage, anything like that, that would just really symbolize what healthy winning in this season of life would look like for you. And maybe, or maybe write a letter to someone who you know who has had a recent success or just needs to be celebrated. 
maybe someone who struggles with that and they really need encouragement. Yeah. So you have any? No, I you have no. You, you have none. I mine was just to ask yourself what winning looks like and to really. Know hey, that. that's okay. That's what I. You had. can't win them all. Hey, you're cre- <laughs> You're so funny. So you have had this idea of what we're gonna do for the song. It's really because we couldn't think of one of our songs that went along with it. But hey, we're just. I, I'm just a negative songwriter, so you know. You're like, really? No, no, I'm totally joking. But we we really couldn't think of a song that would seem to go with the theme. So what we're going to do, actually, um, it's not a game exactly, but it's an activity uh, that I do with uh, some of my violin students. So we're gonna do it live for you. In all of its glorious and it's imperfection. Good, yeah, it won't be perfect, but it's kind of a, a tool I use to help with improv. Uh, my violin students who want to learn how to improv with a band or how to kind of like write a song. So we're going to do it with you here in a sec. All right. Till then. You we winners. Will, you're a, you're winner. a winner. We'll see you soon. And we'll see you next week next after week. this song for losing. We're talking about losing. <laughs> All right. Bye. Oh, I was going to say, hi, Benny. I miss hi. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to act like someone who's turning 40. No, um, she's not. Um, so... Like I just mentioned, a lot of the st- uh, the violin students that I'm teaching, uh, they they really want to know how to how do you improvise, how do you uh, write your own music, and so I'm just going to show you one of the ways that uh, we have not rehearsed this. No, no, so of course this is not. All of very course not. Live. Why would we do that? So. The, one of the things that I like to do, we're going to just pick a key. Sometimes. It, it, uh, when we're doing it, I'll have different cards with different keys, and so I'll surprise them, chord progressions. So but just to make this process easier, Ben's going to pick a key. Tell us what key you're going to play in. E-flat. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> so that helps. He already kind of knows which key he's going to play in. We could probably do a whole class on some of these things, but for the sake of time and and your boredom, uh, he, he knows the chords that work in that key. So we could talk about that in another time. I'm going to give him some prompts. And I'm sorry, if you're just listening, you can't see this. But some of the ways I do it with students, um, what I'm wanting them to do is be able to translate into a melody what a, a visual image or idea would sound like. Because I think as, as, as instrument players... <laughs> Is that what we're called? Musicians. That's what we're Something called. Something like that. Sometimes we struggle, oh, what to do? And we need a prompt. So sometimes I use these really awesome cards. These are put out by crew.com. Uh, conversation art cards. And these have famous paintings throughout centuries. And then questions on the back. They also have solarium cards, which have just different images. Sometimes you could use pictures from a magazine, just a visual image as a prompt. What would that sound like? Some, yeah, some other, I, I'm just noticing all these little yeah. things. You should take violin lessons from Heidi. This yeah, is pretty cool it's stuff. pretty fun. Um, sometimes you could use colors. Okay, let's say you're going to play in E flat, but play me something that would sound like the color black. Okay, so he plays that. Let's play something that sounds like the color green. You want to do that really quick? Sure. You look like you were getting ready well, to I play like, something. Uh, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I'm probably going too fast.
Okay, now, but what would green sound like? Oh, there you go. Nice. So see, just sometimes that little prompt, he's playing the same same key, just some different chords. And then you could, um, so you could do that. I'm just giving you some options of how to do that. And I'm sure you could have your own ideas. Sometimes there's music dice. I think people use dice, things like that. Oh, yeah. There's a band called Dialectic Flowers. They do that. They'll, like, throw the dice out, and that's the time signature. Right. Which is nuts <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> so to, so that's another thing. I'll, I'll give them time signature cards that they pick, mm-hmm. and then I'll give them a prompt. So today we're just going to do three time signature options. So either 4-4, four, 6-8, four, or 3-4. You pick. Well, you get to pick. All right, See, mix them up. everyone likes to like mix them up. Okay, I like, I, I like all to, three of them. I'm gonna mix up. I like to chance this. Okay, okay. Three, four, my least favorite time signature. Yes. Okay, so you're playing in E flat. In three, you're playing four. in three, four. Oh, and then what I'm doing is I've I've written some images or some ideas, and you can do emotions mm. down on cards. So I've mixed a few in here. Okay. So now you get a pick, and we'll do a couple of them. This is John Steinbeck. I'm going to laugh. Oh. Okay. Ocean waves. Okay, so he's going to play E flat, 3-4, what his interpretation of ocean waves would sound like in a song. Go ahead. That's fun. That's great. That sounded like the ocean. Okay, so same. It's probably closer to 6-8 time, but that's what I do. That's all right. That's all right. The point is to be inspired. Okay, so let's pick another one. Snow falling. Okay, so we had ocean waves. Now I'm going to, I'm switching, switching keys here. No, 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 no. That's That's not what I let my students do. Okay, fine. (laughs) Because we're going to, we're not done. Okay, so we did ocean waves. E flat three four. Now you're gonna switch to snow falling. To snow falling. Do same pick- key, same time signature. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Give me a sec. And this is with my violin students. It, it, a lot of times, it's just we're working on bowing, and so the way you bow can create a totally different effect with guitars, plucking, or strumming. Very nice. 
Lovely. That that was totally different sound. It was. It was fun. Okay. That was fun. We're gonna, okay, we're going to do one more. We should do this more often. I, we're going to do one I've more. I've never done this. this is oh, really fun. we're going to do one more. Well, we kind of done this anyway. Okay, pick one more. What is, it? what is it? Nightmare. A nightmare. Okay. For some people, playing an E flat is a nightmare. So hey. okay. So, and then we'll and then we're gonna put them together at the end. Okay. So so go ahead. Okay. What would strumming E flat three four sound like if it was a nightmare? Mm. And don't think about it too hard. That's my other. Oops. Hey, don't spend too much time thinking about it. finding it. Ooh. Very nice. Yep. Okay, and so then what we do is we take all three of them and then I'm actually we gonna make my my nightmare. Sorry. You don't have to do it exactly. Exactly. I'm just going to go to those two. This is how I help too. If you're trying to be interesting throughout a song and create a different variant emotions with what you're playing, same time signatures, same chord progression, but just the prompts of how you do play your strumming, your bowing can create a different mood so that that way the song takes you somewhere. All right. So you can totally mix them up. Okay. Which order we want to do it in? That was the order I was going to pick. Okay, actually. so we're going to go like okay. ocean waves, nightmare, snow falling. That's nice. You end us on a pleasant note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me figure out how to do this. Okay, so we did. The, I did this really quickly, really quick promo of like or um, look into how how songwriting or improving goes, but we all need help. So don't feel like you have to completely on your own come up with things. Yes, it's fun to do this. It is too. fun to do this. All right, so here we go. It's fun to teach you. <laughs> Yay, that was fun. Yay. All right, we will see you next week. <laughs> For losing. For losing. All right, <laughs> bye.